program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of Sengents, Glamour Connection, Van Garrett Media, their respective management, contractors, or employees. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media. Welcome to the Share Your Hotness Podcast. Share your hotness. Now, here's your host, Lita Green. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Share Your Hotness with your host, Lita Green, and my guest, Susan Layton. And Susan and I go way back before we actually met. Because we are in the same community in a sense. And Susan's a rock star. Uh, So this community I'm referring to is the deaf community. I had the opportunity to serve a mission among the deaf um, in our church. We both happen to be of the same faith. So um, if there are any questions from the audience, we'll take them. I'm just teasing. You'll have to post them later in the thing. But um, I had the opportunity to serve a deaf program mission, meaning we don't choose where we go. We just simply get called. And I, Susan, actually didn't want to go deaf program because I was so bad at sign language. My teacher told me I was desecrating her language and to please quit. (laughs) And I felt like I'm a good communicator, so I should clearly go English speaking. But evidently I joke that God was not interested in what I thought I had to bring to the table. So, but you... Let you tell a little bit about you and your whole connection to the deaf community because we're not doing this in sign language. Okay, this interview, that's fine. It would be Fair a enough. Silent, weird sounding <laughs> podcast. It would be. There's lots of uh, and movements that you can hear, but wouldn't make any sense to your audience. So right. yeah, that makes sense. Um, so my connection with the deaf community really goes back to when I was three. So I'm going to try to make this as consolidated as possible, but. Um, my aunt was actually, actually a special education teacher. So she knew some sign and she's like, Hey, here's, you know, I'm three years old. I'm pretending like right. I know what I was doing at three, but, um, I really picked it up quite a bit. And I was like more and more. So, um, my sister was a little bit older than me. So she taught the two of us, but, um, I'm the one who just continued on with the, the love of it. Um, but I, uh, at three, so she taught me some, and then I was like, give me some books. So I studied all of the books. I was the C signer signing exact English um, until I was uh, 12. But between then, so I was fluent by the time I was probably seven, um, maybe before that. Signed exact English, which Mm -hmm. the deaf community doesn't consider um, linguistically a language. And it's not because it didn't naturally occur, but just giving people a little little bit of background. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So um, I was a C signer. And then um, through that process, I started interpreting for people. I moved to Las Vegas. A girl at my church was deaf. And so I was like, well, I'm an interpreter. So I interpreted for her. She was also raised in somewhat of a C sign household. School was a little bit different, but um, we, so I interpreted for her at church at nine years old. Um, You know, before then I really got more exposed to the deaf community because my grandmother was a she oversaw a, um, for all these years, I called an old folks home and I don't know really what it was called, but it was some kind of senior living. And so she, uh, oversaw this group and there was two deaf ladies. So I would be over there all the time, like, Hey grandma, go and see ya. And so I would visit with these ladies. That's where I learned about closed caption. That's where I learned about some deaf culture kind of things. 
Um, and so I became really fluent through that. So then at nine, went and ended up in the same church as this, my friend and uh, interpreter for her. Um, when I was 12, I got accepted into the community college to go through their American Sign Language at 12 program in at 12. College. Yeah. yeah. And she yeah. signed 12 just so um, <laughs> I was be sure to catch it. <laughs> Have it. I, I'm going to sign throughout this. No, I actually I have my arms not doing a lot of times during I podcasts because I want to sign. Yes. Yes. I'm sure yes. it's worse for you. It is. It really is. So, um, 12 went to the, through their program, then went through their interpreting program, deaf culture, everything. So, I finished their program at 17th. I took all night classes, of course, because I had middle school that I had to go through during the day. Um, and then after I graduated high school, went in majored in, in interpreting at the University of New Mexico, got homesick, decided, eh, that's not for me, came back home, okay, started interpreting minute. professionally. There yeah. weren't a lot of options. I wouldn't even thought, because when you're just a teeny bit older than I am, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm 48. When, is that right? I'm born in 75. I have no idea. Oh, so, <laughs> so you're, I'm sorry, you're, you're two years younger than I am. I, so anyway, okay. but I know when I went to go major in sign linguistics, there were only three programs in the whole entire three programs in the whole entire country. Crazy. So not yeah. a lot of options. There wouldn't have been an option close to home. Yeah. So that's why New Mexico. And then I got a little bit homesick. So I just decided to come back home and uh, I had interpreted there, but then I um, got certified when I got home and started working as an interpreter, but then decided to go on and serve a mission as well. So I've served amongst the deaf program, ASL program, uh, did that for a year and a half, came back home, interpreted it. And then I married a deaf man. You know, it's just kind of been in my blood for all these years. And, and married a deaf I, man. I mean, that's like, you know, the deaf community has like this hierarchy of uh-huh. if you're in, you know, so yeah. being deaf is the preference. Then there's, yeah. you know, hard of hearing, but with, you know, your voice isn't perfect. And then to people who can, you know, get in the, you know, like people like me that have a teeny, teeny bit of a hearing loss, but people, oh, you're hard of hearing. And I'm like, no, because I sound really good. You know, I, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. have a deaf sounding mm-hmm. voice. And then, you know, having deaf kids bumps you mm-hmm. to the hard of hearing level. Having a deaf mm-hmm. husband almost puts you in the deaf category because it says, I chose this. Like I, this wasn't an accident of birth. Like I wanted All this. Right. And um, sometimes when we've been out and about, I forget you can hear. <laughs> I get that a lot, but yeah, because you're just my world is really deaf. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And yeah. before we started sure. this, you said, I have to I have to wake up my voice <clears throat> because you run and um, access simplified, which is not just an interpreting mm-hmm. company, but it's like an online media company to help get, you do commercials, you do, I mean, you can tell you do all the things you're, you're all over the place in yeah. the deaf community. Um, but you don't talk right. at work. No, cause all of my employees are deaf and I'm the only hearing person here. So uh, <laughs> my whole world is literally, I'm invested and I always have been. It's not something I do for work. It's just my life. So, yeah. 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 So, so waking up my voice, like, oh, I'm talking to a hearing person. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> just because, and that can happen at three o'clock in the afternoon, just because I don't use my voice. Right. So, well, yeah. typically when we have been around each other, we have signed. And yeah. um, so I, this will be the longest conversation we've ever had 
I mean, we're already past that point. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Thank you for making the (laughs) exception to kind of break it down for the, for the hearing people. So I didn't know you went way back. I just knew you were a rock star in the local community in, in deafness. And I, I feel like I thought you were deaf. Yeah, no, I've just been, it's part of my blood. Yeah. I've never not known it. My parents are very supportive. Of course they put me, you know, we did a lot of things growing up, but part of that was, you know, there is a program. Do you want to do it? And so they're very invested in, in letting me, they would take me to deaf events, you know? So again, it's just, I, I do well with hearing people. Um, you know, my part in my company is the sales with hearing people. So, uh, you know, I, am good with that, but I absolutely, my blood runs in the deaf world really. Yes. Well, I I love how you're like, I'm good with hearing people like, you know, I'm good with this other group over there. And, you know, that's the thing about the deaf community. There are two kinds of people. There are, the, there, you know, if you're in the hearing world, as we're referring to it, those are those of us that can hear, mm-hmm. you're going to think like that little hierarchy or something like that. But really, mm-hmm. we're not talking about people's ability to hear. We're talking about being culturally deaf, you know, with sure. the capital D as we refer to it. Um, mm-hmm. and you are capital D with a deaf. I mean, I said that backwards. Yeah. Capital <laughs> deaf yeah. with a capital D because you're in the community mm-hmm. and you're living that. And to the, to the deaf world, you're, you're in the community or you're not in the community or you're like in what we'd call an ally of the community today. Sure. Did I summarize sure. that yeah. well? Yeah, that's, that's really well. Um, yeah, I have a deaf yeah, name, I, I, that's my I, claim to fame. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that I exactly. taught sign language. And she's first person. She's Awesome. You see, you're so good. I was the I first teacher sign and teach Walter and Katie and Aww. they do so well. Those are my, my brother and sister-in-law and they're amazing and awesome. have five kids. I know. Crazy. Well, kudos. <laughs> I have four, but you know, it's not five. So yeah, totally. Hats off to, to them. <laughs> only in Utah. Is that a, Wow, they've, they've got so many more kids than we do. That's just a big family outside right. of uh, <laughs> Catholic or Church of Christ Latter-day Saints or the, the Mormons community. Okay, so yeah. tell us how you met your husband. Okay, I have really long stories, so I have to figure out how to, again, condense this. But my, Which is a very my, deaf attribute, by the way. It is a very much mm-hmm. deaf attribute because this was because of this, but this was because of this. And then you keep going backwards, right? Until you get to the main point. And I'm like, and that's why the, this whole ended like this. But yes, um, so I served part of my mission in uh, Phoenix. So ASL deaf missions back in the day. That's nice to say, isn't it, Lita? Um, back in the day, you served two or three different areas. You didn't stay within the same little spot, the mission. Um, right. So Which I served in Phoenix. I was in Phoenix in Michigan. So I didn't know you were in Phoenix. Yeah, I was That's in Phoenix. Really cool. Yeah. So okay. I was one of your uh, predecessors, I think. Yes. Well, hopefully we left you with good, good grounds. Anyway, so I started in, in Dallas and then I was transferred to Phoenix. So when I was in Phoenix, there's this, the deaf congregation there um, and whatnot. I really loved them. Finished my mission, went home. So then after Ryan served his mission, then he actually moved to Phoenix and was amongst all the deaf people there. And so we knew the same people, um, his aunt and uncle and whoever else lives there. So he stayed with them, did some schooling. Well, then he relocated up to Northern California. I am not a Californian person, so I don't know the geography of it, but somewhere North. Um, so then they had this deaf expo, which would be an annual 
trade show kind of thing amongst the deaf. So they had the Steph Expo in San Diego. And I was like, oh, my friends from Phoenix are going to be there. I'd love to go and see him again. So I decided to make the trip up there. And he was like, oh, man, my friends from Phoenix are going to be down in San Diego. Maybe I should so he went down there. And that's where we actually met is between this deaf group. And uh, he lived up there. I lived in Las Vegas. I was like, well, it's been nice knowing you for two days. And uh, contact me if you ever happen to be in the area because I'm not going to be up in your area so then um a couple months later he emailed me and said hey by the way I'm I my company is actually relocating down to Las Vegas maybe we can hang out and I was like oh that's cool um and then he uh said by the way I'm actually coming New Year's Eve weekend could we hang out and I was like well going to my girlfriend's party thing and um, so maybe after that, okay, no problem. Well, I go to my girlfriend's party and hanging out with my friends and he walks in the door and I'm like, whoa, like, why are you here at my friends? This is my high school friend, but why are you here at her house? And he's like, well, why are you at my cousin's house? And I was like, what? So I yeah, actually then had she's to re-log. She is hearing. She is okay. hearing. Yes. So I had to kind of log back like through my friend and I's relationship during high school. And I was like, okay, wait a second. She did often mention her deaf cousin who goes to Gadet University, which is now deaf university. Ooh, he goes there. And I'm like, uh, I'm in high school and that's college. That's weird. Okay. No, thank you. And that's, but I remember that often that little like, Hey, by the way, my cousin's deaf. I'm like, that's so cool. I love it. But he's in college. I'm in high school. Um, and then that was him. So, um, <laughs> crazy. What a good story. Yeah, so we actually ditched the party and went and hung out. And then a couple months later, um, actually a month and a half later got engaged and then a month and a half later got married. So the, yeah, Oh, wow. Years. Wow. Whoa. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. So my yeah. husband and I were quick too, but we didn't get, you know, we got engaged and then there was, you know, six months in between. Okay. So you guys were like, yeah. we're not wasting any time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if it was good or bad, but you know, no, it, it, it's, uh, I've, <laughs> we I've didn't not, learn a whole lot other than it's, it's right. Let's do it. Then, I'm not one yeah. to judge. And exactly when it's right, it's right. Wait, why waste time That's when right. you already right. know? <laughs> and, you know, yeah. I believe God, I joke that I have an arranged marriage by God. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. 100%. They say that arranged marriages have the highest, um, you know, like they're, I think we're referring to more like Hindu type of things, but they have uh -huh. the highest success uh -huh. rate, meaning couples reporting happiness in marriage. So I'm like, yeah, we have, we're doing good. Now, go. How long have you two been married? 22 years. Excellent. See, years. I'm just ahead of yep. you, Susan. Those two years we got married around wow. the same age, all of that. Very fun. That's awesome. And um, all of your kids um, are hearing, correct? Yes, they're all hearing. They all sign all different and how they communicate, but it's all it's cool. It, it goes with their mental, how they formulate sentences inside their head and they actually translate into how they communicate in time. But yes, they all sign. They're all hearing. Now, if your they're children all were all deaf, how would the deaf community, I'm, I'm setting you up for a question here. Uh, if your children were all deaf, would that have been sad mm -hmm. or would that have been good in the deaf community? Oh, absolutely good. Yeah. It's, I think there's that bonding people. time. Yeah. Yeah. So in the, if you ever meet the parents that they're deaf or they have one that's deaf and you meet them and they have a deaf kid the appropriate reaction is congratulations absolutely <laughs> right yeah. because yeah. in the deaf community it's not a bad thing at all because this child will never leave your community and will give back to your community and help that community Correct. thrive where it's like yes. you're going to have a child that you know eventually is going to go to china and be completely away from you different mm -hmm 
different cultures, different customs, and you can't just pick up Mandarin tomorrow. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's a huge thing in the deaf community for sure. So I'm sure if I had deaf kids that they'd be like, oh my goodness, you know, it, it would almost, maybe, I, I don't know, would it make, I, don't, I have no idea. But yes, it would be welcomed very much so. Right. And so their, their first language, sign language in the home? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. They all knew, I can't remember dates that well, but I remember, um, you know, at their early month checkup and you go to the doctor and they're like, well, have they started saying mama? And I'm like, well, actually they have probably 120 words signed. Yep. They're like, oh, yep. <laughs> so yeah, my, didn't, my didn't hinder language at all. It actually enhanced it, helped it. Yeah. My kids first words in were technically milk for both of them because it's the one that I sign the most with them. Like, Oh, you want to have milk? You're hungry, you know, Uh but audibly Uh their first words were both dad, because again, (laughs) I'd be like, daddy's coming home, dad, dad, you know, I reinforce those words. Right. So Uh I think they're uh their favorite. No. (laughs) (laughs) Right. right. Yeah. So, um, cause you can sign a lot quicker than you can make your tongue do certain things. Oh, sure. Like the handshake for mom is just open palm, thumb touching the chin. Same thing for dad, mm -hmm. but it's touching the forehead. Very easy. Typically you see kids kind of slapping their chin or their forehead. And you know that even though it's not being perfectly correct, it's like mama, dada, kind of. Exactly. Exactly. Just having kids speak English. And so you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so adorable. You're like, "Mm, you're so cute. Yeah. Little and then they grow signing. up and they start signing it right. And I'm like, okay, that's good. But dang, I missed the little baby signs. So, but that's yeah. the same with their little baby voices. You know, I know. it's like, you know, now we have the like voice recordings, you know, that we've saved and things, but oh, <laughs> little fun. kids signing is so distracting for me that when I'm watching them, I'm like, oh, you're so cute. You're so cute. <laughs> and that I have a hard time <laughs> focusing on what's being said, which it takes a little bit of concentration, uh-huh. just like with the you know, an Uh English or, you know, normal hearing child speaking, you have to really focus on what they're saying that I'm like, I'm sorry, somebody has to interpret this. This is too cute. I can't. can't." (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for sure. I love it. But I'm very much in the hearing world. I'm not as immersed as you are, which is not what I thought would happen, but life has its adventures. So how did you and your husband start your company? What started that? We, I, I mean, before we were married, we were always like, what do we want to do in the deaf community? What do we want to do to raise the bar? What can we do for accessibility? Where is it that really needs things? And so through all of these years, we just kept developing like that. Ooh, that would be really cool. I mean, one of those things was not that we would create it, but that it would be creative is like, you could, the cool thing will be when you can see the other person that you're talking to on the phone, like that'll be like, what? And here we have. <laughs> FaceTime, Zoom, all these things. But um, I re- actually remember in one of my earlier businesses, I was like, new new technology we're using. It's called FaceTime. I even have all the articles and things that I wrote all this stuff up to send to businesses. Because I initially, a long time ago, one of my companies was a, uh, um, oh, shoot, I just forgot it, uh, video remote interpreting. Yeah, yeah. So we would interpret through the cool new technology of FaceTime. So um Anyhow, so throughout the years, we just really 
did a lot of brainstorming and like, okay, where, where can we, what can we? And it was a lot of it, our not starting it was time. It wasn't the right time, but also we didn't have a lot of time at raising, you know, raising little people and, and whatnot um, and work and things like that. And then also money was always a challenge, but we got to the point where we said, okay, I think now's the time. Um, and, you know, through this time, I had several businesses that I would start and then I, eh, and then I'd fold it and start and fold it, uh, which was really hard emotionally, I think more than anything, but when it came down to this business, we knew exactly where we wanted to go. We, we, we thought we knew exactly where we wanted to go because initially we started on the medical side of stuff. And then um, we got a lot of requests for the translation and video production side. So we're like, well, yeah. And um, here we are five years later and we're doing pretty well and our team is growing and we have great relationships with our clients. So it just really was over time discovering what we were supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and, and seeing the need and wanting to fill that need and being able to, yeah, exactly. You're being in the community. And I think every community struggles with um, having people outside the community, see the need and try to fit it mm-hmm. where they can't fit that perfectly. Cause they don't really know the community and it comes off right. a little patronizing or big brother and mm-hmm. the deaf community, um, you know, like when you mentioned that your, your aunt or whatever was in special, a special ed teacher and did some signing, you know, deaf people mm-hmm. do not like that correlation because they're not mentally lacking in any way. It's just a linguistic difference. Mm-hmm. And so, right. Right. To, you know, be kind well, of, she actually didn't even, yeah, she actually didn't even teach any deaf. She just had special ed children in there that had to have some kind of communication right. as because they weren't verbally able, um, which was kind of a, I was like, oh, you didn't have any deaf kids? But she didn't. She just knew it because of that. And then I just took it off in my direction. But right. Because that's what you were sure. Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's interesting because when you were trying to remember the interpreting thing you did, you actually signed with your hands like a screen. And so it's interesting to see how sign language is the only language that uses both sides of the brain. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know yeah. that actually. So, That's cool. Yeah, it is cool because you're using both the visual and the analytical and the language and whatever, right? But it, okay. used, it bounces all over the brain. And a lot of times we can see something, especially if we happen to be visual people, we can see mm-hmm. something, the visual picture of it before we could get it to the language center and get it out through, For sure. through communication. And so I actually think the language of God is sign language. That's my, my personal <laughs> belief. So I had to keep my sign up. I love it. <laughs> but that could be I uh, that I had such amazing, um, ah, my producer always loves it when I cry, <laughs> but I had such amazing <laughs> spiritual experiences, um, with sign language and, you know, prayed more in sign language, well, prayed more on my mission than I had prayed at that time in my life, cumulatively ever mm-hmm. in maybe the first month. <laughs> <of a mission. laughs> I and, and so, okay. you know, I really learned what God's voice ironically sounded like to me. And yeah. it's, it's a, it's a deaf, it, you know, it's, it has that, it has a sign language slant to it. I'm shown pictures. I'm I'm, you know, given feelings and -hmm. sometimes, you know, I sign like when my husband had his heart attack, I was given this download from God of what I was supposed to do. And part of it was in sign language. 
Isn't that cool? Yeah. And it just is another confirmation to me that God, who many people call the divine or whatever, I call it God because of my relationship. I believe that, you know, my heavenly father, my heavenly mother, they're up there working in my benefit, but learning what that voice sounds like and that the, you know, the God that cares about us is communicating to us in the way that we need to be communicated with individually. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Which in deaf history, there's a tricky relationship between the language and I don't want to mention any particular church because we all have a history, right? Like no point, but mm-hmm. you know, it was believed you had to be able to say certain things to get into heaven. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that pushed sign language to the side in case of, you know, being oral and um, right. you know, made it a little, made it a little sticky. So I love that we have access. You know how I used your business word. Right, very nice. <laughs> yeah, a little subtle lug, right? Um, to, um, to, you know, to the awareness that we all need to be able to have language that we can have full um, conversation, full connection in, full understanding. Absolutely. And yeah. with masks, I think we all learned that lip reading doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah, not so much. <laughs> There's a lot that goes on with masks. I mean, even in sign that takes off yep. almost three quarters of your face. And because sign language is very small percentage on the hands and most of it is actually on the face and the body language, it makes a big difference. So. Did you all catch that? Because, you know, people watch those books and you can always yep. tell when somebody learned from, you know, back in our day from books, I think people learning from video mm-hmm. now, so they're probably picking up the visual, facial expressions better, mm-hmm. but it was like mm-hmm. the most boring monotone you've ever seen talking in like a sixth grade level because all they're doing is that third part of the language just the signs there's the facial expressions the body language the classifiers all of that yeah yeah so okay so with um with working with your husband not everybody does that so you do the hearing side of things the sales and things like that but who's like the boss man at your or boss woman at your or is it teamwork how does that work yeah, it, it is more teamwork. Um, I'm the CEO. Uh, so I make a lot of the decisions in-house. I make the strategy. I'm, my real, my love title is actually chief visionary officer. So I'm the one that is really saying, okay, what do we, how do we want to move this forward? That's my background is um, a lot of different things, but one is strategy. So trying to put the strategy into motion in order for us to accomplish. Then we have Ryan, who's my husband. Um, he's the, the financial part of things. He's also the technology part of things. So um, he has a lot of say in certain things. Uh, so we kind of work together in how we, we manage the company. But uh, day-to-day management, that would be more on my plate. Um, like I said, it's financial or other things like that would be on his plate. But we really, I try to manage um, my team as we are a team. And our mission and our vision are the same, and this is what it is. And we really work together as a team to try to accomplish those things. Um, and I feel like that's really what makes our success in-house, which then helps us to have success out of, you know, out in the world with all these companies and businesses. But um, yeah, I, I don't think that, you know, as a hearing person, you know, managing, quote unquote, a deaf company per se, you know, we, we really are focused on ASL translation and, and accessibility and things like that. Um, I'm very careful on how I tread my waters because I don't want it to be a hearing person is taking over the deaf because that's not right. Um, I very much 
uh, take a lot of input from deaf. I really take a lot of, I, I'm valued in the community. So that does, that's a special place that I don't want to uh, risk, you know, because it can easily be taken away. So um, I really very much value what privileges I do have from the deaf community and then respect where I know where that line is, that that's not my place. Um, but, you know, I, I think that I've done it um, I guess well enough that uh, I continue to have a lot of support in the deaf community uh, in Utah, outside of Utah, we work nationally. Um, so uh, I think it's a, it's been a really good balance. And I'm, like I said, I'm just careful because I, I value a lot of the deaf community and where they want things. And I try to put things into place where we can. That's why I hire right now, all of my team is deaf. I need one hearing person um, coming on soon just because of the role that that has to play. But um, I, I strategically put um, things into place to make sure I'm empowering the deaf community, make sure I'm empowering um, you know, decisions and, and strategies and things like that. So it's not about me and my hearing philosophy in life and you know, hearing is better and I should be, you know, I don't try to do a power play. Well, I laugh because so, yeah. you're so not hearing is better. You know, yeah. I mean, there are people that come in like, oh, it's so sad that you can't hear. But uh, I like to tell this story that one time I was in a car with, you know, a deaf individual and they were driving mm -hmm. and they just pulled over on the side of the road. And I was like, what? And there was other hearing person. It was on my mission and she fully hears. Mm -hmm. I have, I just found out that I have like a 12% hearing loss. Wow. which was better than I thought. I thought it was worse, or maybe my family thinks it's worse, but if there's <laughs> background noise, you know, when you're sitting in a little box, you know, to like, yeah. how am I hearing? And, you know, speaker phones and things like that are tricky for me, but I'm like, Oh, I hear better than I thought. I'm going to get a little cocky right now. But anyway, um, <laughs> the other person was fully hearing. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And this deaf person had pulled over the side of the road and we were both kind of like, why did you pull over the side of the road? We're going somewhere. And then we heard the siren and they had picked up in broad daylight had picked up on the flashing of the lights and their mirror quicker than we would have. And we heard it. That's cool. And so it's like, is that a handicap? The visual awareness that people who, you know, when they talk about people who are blind, they hear more. There, they can. Oh, hey, Joe, how are you doing? How'd you know it was me? Oh, I could hear the sound of your walk. I would have no idea what the sound of my husband's walk is, right? right? Someone I know very well, but those senses are amplified. And so, I, I really do look as the deaf community as a linguistic group. But something I have to call you out on, Susan, in a good way, so you don't get worried because okay. your eyebrows, what? Uh, <laughs> what <laughs> is. Um, I'm always open to feedback. That's what I love about our team. We are feedback inclusive. So okay, we, we have to talk about that, right? But I did not know for sure if you were hearing. Because you've never walked in like, okay, I'm the interpreter person. Um, I'm so loud that even the deaf community, I'm loud. <laughs> you know, but um, what, what did we just say we had to talk about? What was that? That you brought up oh uh, feedback inclusive. inclusive feedback let's talk about the deaf and feedback take it away susan okay. because the deaf culture is different than the hearing culture on this yeah so 
I'm wondering where you're going with it, but in my head, I'll start with where I'm yeah, going. Okay, and you yeah, can I guess I did otherwise. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a lot that could go with that. So one part I think of is um, the deaf are very much uh, open. It's, it's kind of an open playing field. So, um, but there's also feelings. So in a business, it may be different than just friendship. So friendship is like, girl, you got something on your nose and you got to wipe that off. So I'm going to be really upfront or you got something on your teeth or that, that apple does not look good or that apple looks awesome. You know, whatever it's, they're very open and there's no feelings in that thing. They, they, they just know that you have your back more or less. Now, when you come into business though, I do find that I have feelings and I got to protect them just like anybody else. Doesn't matter what culture you're from or, or whatnot, you still have feelings. So in, com- in the company, we really said, you know what? Because now we're talking about work and, and sometimes we own that work and because we own that work, it's personal, you know, things like that. So we are very much, you know, trying to open that up again to be like, feedback is good. Feedback helps us to grow. Feedback gets us to this next place, you know, things like that. So, um, that part of inclusivity as far as feedback goes in our company is really important but where were you going with it well just the the deaf don't have the you've been in the deaf world so long you don't even know what I was going (laughs) because one of the first things that people will notice around deaf people I was at a thing one time and this lady um I was working selling makeup and this lady comes over and she's like I want to talk to these people and she just grabbed me she didn't like ask if I was going to come interpret she just grabbed me like you would grab uh-huh. A device that you could use, you know, and as uh-huh. a person who signs <laughs> adequately enough, that is sometimes just accepted. And it's like, okay, I'm going this way there. They don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. In other words, asking for what they mm-hmm. need, which I love that. No, that's um, that's and then true. she comes over and she was running into her old boss. And so that's why she wanted me because he's completely hearing. And so she's like, I want to talk to my, mm-hmm. my old boss and see how he's doing with retirement, blah, blah, blah. So she comes up to him. And so I'm all anticipating interpreting for this loving friendship of reconnection. And she goes, you know what? You've gotten really fat. <laughs> yeah. It's a cultural thing. Yeah. And it's not <laughs> rude at all in the deaf culture no, and no, bless yeah. his heart because <laughs> you know, sometimes when we'd be interpreting for church, if somebody was like, um, I remember the, the, the bishop or the pastor would be like, okay, when we're going to talk about Jesus Christ, we talk about Jesus Christ. We do not talk about our, our stomach and how our stomach's feeling. We don't talk. And he would just like go off on all these random things that you're not going to talk about. You're just going to talk about Jesus Christ. Um, and sometimes I want to stand up in church and be like, and we're just going to talk about Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, like we're not going to go off on these different things. And the meetings were amazing because yeah. it was directed to stay on point. But we sometimes would just kind of um, soften it into culturally appropriate English phrases because it doesn't sound good mm-hmm. in the deaf community to be like, hey, shut up, you're being too loud or whatever, right. you know, that sounds mean. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of soften it a little bit. But in this situation, I was like, I don't know her, I don't know him. So I'm just going to interpret it, you know, true to life. And so I just yeah. said, hey, yeah. you, you look really fat. And he goes, and just kind of pauses. And he says, well, yes, retirement has been very, very fun for me. <laughs> That's awesome. And then she goes <laughs> into all these things about how happy she is for him retirement, what a great boss he was. And it was Aww. this conversation I thought I'd be interpreting for, but deaf are very clear. And in mm-hmm. the hearing culture, we're not. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, there are very much difference in, yeah. I feel like it, it's it a weakness for a, hearing people that we're not clear. And that is true. We, we like to skate around things and go around and, 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 you know, not necessarily tell you how I'm really feeling and, and these kind of things. And deaf are not like that. It's not a bad thing at all, actually. It's, it's, uh, it's a, just a cultural thing. And it's a beautiful thing that they have this direct communication, you know, and sometimes crossing those boundaries, you know, between culture and culture, it's not understood the same way as it's understood within the culture. So, right. you know, yeah. But when you sure. think about feedback, but, I'm like, the deaf are brilliant at doing feedback. They're brilliant at being honest, but I married a man who does not sign a word when I met him, but he's uh-huh. deaf culturally. He didn't know it, but he is deaf culturally. <laughs> and the, the lack of miscommunication that happens when we are clear now my husband does not walk mm-hmm. up to me and go, you look fat. He doesn't do right. that. I just want to clarify. So everyone's right. not like, oh, what? Right. Um, <laughs> but he is an right. honest man who tells me what he needs. Mm-hmm. And that opens it up that I can tell him what mm-hmm. I need. And I do think we should all be a little bit more deaf in not yeah. skirting yeah. around things. And because really yeah. what that is, is not picking up responsibility for what we're really saying. Right. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So the word just in sign language, what is that word used for? Mm -hmm. Because in English we'll say, Oh, it's just, it's not you. It's just, Um, yeah, it's not used that way. Right. Um, For justice. That's it. Yeah. It it would be more, and it depends on which justice you're, or just or justice you're signing and how you, interpret so i'm thinking okay well there's four that i can think of of how i would sign it which one do you want? right like like something <laughs> because it all just depends on the meaning of what you're saying yeah like something's mm-hmm. been satisfied something has been accomplished you know mm-hmm. uh, been met not to be seated but just what we need kind of mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. um of course yeah. justice um mm-hmm. only the um, yeah. just that earring not the other earring Right. Just, like a missing, earring, a missing half. <laughs> no, but like a missing uh-huh, part. Yeah. It's just this. Yeah. And we need to add this like in a business sure. meeting. Do we have any sure. other ideas? Yeah. Do we just have these mm-hmm. ideas? Right. But yeah, it's right. never used to minimize. And I find this fascinating. And the culture that I came from with my particular family, the word mm-hmm. just is very used. Well, it's, it's just that now, whatever comes after all of that, <laughs> you're right, is mm-hmm, not the mm-hmm, real meaning. Mm-hmm. It's a manipulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember being in the deaf community and just being like, this is home. Now, I wasn't as good at sign language as you are. <laughs> I had some resistance mm-hmm. to getting into it. And I, um, my friend, Pam Maurer, she keeps telling me that I need to work on my finger spelling oh. again. <laughs> I love and Pam. Oh, Pam's the best. Pam's the best. But she's just yeah. like, you know, Lita, we're friends. And you need to be able to communicate with me. <laughs> and she'll like. Yeah. And that, that I was going to say, that's what I love about the deaf community, too, is that they they uh, now we're generalizing, of course, and we can generalize every every uh, culture 
and every culture, you know, like, well, maybe not so much. So this is a generalization, but um, I do find that, uh, you know, their honesty is, like you said, is not a necessarily a negative thing. Yeah, I don't. you know, you you just you, you really do need to improve your finger spelling. That's because I love you and I want to communicate with you better. And I think it'll help you and whatever. So, you know, I think we no, all have true. our motives. My finger you know, spelling but... is not awesome. I have not kept the work in the finger spelling. And she doesn't yeah. say it like it's just you need to do this. It's you need to do this mm -hmm. better. And there's the again, the facial expressions of love and mm -hmm. connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that if you took just the words, it sounds like a criticism, but when you put it in with the true language, yeah, it's my friend saying, I don't want to be an old lady, and not be able to talk to you. Right. Right. It's really a huge yeah. expression of love. Right. But in the hearing world, we are so practiced at taking things out of context. Oh yeah. Just this morning I was reading yeah. something. And a lady says, do you guys think I'm overreacting? And she says what her husband said. Well, what was his tone? What was the context? Right. And I just yeah. skimmed over it because yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're overreacting because you're posting it to Facebook and you're not communicating with your husband. I mean, that would be what I would mm -hmm. say. Um, right. But, you know, in the hearing world, we're so used to taking things away from that, that words are taken out of context mm -hmm. all the time. We're in deaf culture. Um, I don't see that as much. Is that just my lack of not living in the deaf world like you do? But when I lived in yeah, it I mean, for that three and a half, almost four years that I lived in the deaf culture almost exclusively, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it just, somebody who was kind of difficult emotionally, maybe a little, didn't get yeah. enough love in their childhood. Everybody knew that, <laughs> right? Everybody knew that they mm -hmm. were, um, maybe a little bipolar or something, right? I mean, we never had to label it. You just knew that that's how they were, but they were a hundred percent love and accepted. And I just, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. it makes me want to cry again, how much I love that instead yeah. of isolating yeah. people. And they knew what their idiosyncrasies were. They were honest about them and their whole entire community mm -hmm. was honest about them. And so it yeah. felt like they could actually grow and have the opportunity to grow instead of trying to, um, what, what's the word, Susan, you know, have to minimize or hide or compensate for yeah. whatever yeah. it is, or people gossiping about them behind their back. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that, that brings me to, uh, thinking about is that, so in preparation for our meeting today, you sent over this document that says, I want you to think about this, this, and this, you know, and I love your analogies, your fuel, your heat, and your oxygen. And I was like, wow, that's pretty awesome. Um, so, but one thing that, that I, I find that drives my, what I do and drives my purpose and drives who I am is seeing that very thing. Um, in the, as far as, there's so many no's out there. No, you can't. 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 Nope. Sorry. Not going to provide. Nope. Not going to do that. Not going to do this. Oh, you're, oh, sorry. You know, it's, it's your fault. Not mine. I'm not going to fix it. Do I have to be responsible for fixing this? You know, on and on and on. And on right, on. right, right. Um, and so with all of that, the, whoever, it doesn't matter if you're hearing deaf, you know, whatever race, religion, you know, it doesn't matter when you get that many no's and no's and no's, you end up feeling inferior without value, demoralized you know, these kind of things. And so, 
Um, you know, and, and again, that's a general statement, but I think yeah, I that a lot of people applying this, that everyone feels this way. We've all been, we've all been kicked yeah. down regardless of what we look like, hear like, sleep with, yeah. right. Yeah. All of that. We've all felt yeah. that. And it's such a beautiful point that it can make us feel inferior. So go on. I just, Absolutely. I just and, had to punch and, that. Yeah. And, and I think that some of us get more no's than, than not. And I will say the deaf community is a huge uh, area of people, existence, humans in this world that get more no's than many have ever experienced in their entire life. And, and they're yeah. only, you know, 10 years old or 20 or 30 or 40. So um, it, it's really, really difficult. And so I find that that drives my purpose. Like, no, I am going to make a difference because I have the tools. I have the, the resources. I have the um, knowledge I've, I continue to learn. So I, I don't find myself stagnant ever. And that to me is hard to accept when I do get into a stagnant position. I'm like, okay, something has got to move. I got to learn some more. I got to do some more. So I'm always open to that, but that's because I have this drive behind me that I see so much that happens. And I'm not here to save the deaf world. And I'm very clear about that. And my team knows that we're here to work together to do this. You're, but you're if I can use my resources, bridge. you're being an excellent yeah. bridge. Yeah. Yeah. If I can use my resources to help this, because once we can resolve that, the world then opens for these people. And, and this is applied to anybody, but if, a, if, a, because I know the deaf world and, and that's where I live and that's where I work and that's what I do. Um, and, you know, if you ever have a chance to ask a deaf person, ask a deaf person because they're better than asking me because I am hearing, I am on the outside somewhat, but um, still, if we can, if we can take down that, barrier for lack of a better word or that no and we can turn that to a yes and let's communicate and let's figure this out and let's do these things that is where the shift actually happens and once we can make that shift now we've said okay you're not inferior you do have value Absolutely. I do want to hear what you have to say and so I, that's where I come into I can't remember what you're talking about but somehow that clicked on to, to no it's great it's fantastic what yeah. I really believe in you know, yeah. and so I, I wish that every deaf person could feel this way of success and like, yeah, I can. And yeah, I do have these because there's so many no's that just surround them constantly, you know. Right. And but, the, you know. if anyone ever wants to do research into an oppressed community, the deaf community, <laughs> yeah. even in today's world, in different parts of the country, mm -hmm. being born deaf is either a death sentence or um, a work or um, sex slave slavery. And it just, oh, it just upsets me so much um, mm -hmm. because of that thing. But, you know, by the kind of work that you're doing, having been on the cutting edge of making sure that deaf people are seen for their intelligence, are seen for their right. capacity to communicate and connect and to serve the broader community beyond just the deaf community. But, you know, the deaf did not have their, their civil rights or their cultural revolution and since um, it was in 1988 when you mentioned Gallaudet University. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, this is a very new movement. And, mm -hmm. you know, you being married to a deaf man who I have seen you um, not in suppression of the female in any sense of that, but turn mm -hmm. to him. And when there's a room of hearing or not as good assigners as, as you mm -hmm. are, like, you know, like mm -hmm. I've been in a room with you where I'm probably one of the more advanced signers and mm -hmm. everyone's more comfortable communicating with you. 
and you give the floor to your husband where he's very animated and very capable of communicating at all different levels of signers and probably hearing mm -hmm. people, I just haven't seen him try to do that. Um, he's a great communicator. Turn to him and showcase, look, because you don't see him as less. You don't see the deaf community right. as less. And, but yet you're aware that so many people are like, oh, you help the deaf, right? Yeah. And right. um, you do right. that brilliantly, Susan. And so that's why I wanted Thank to have you, you on because um, you are a capital D to me, mm -hmm. you know, you. which you. I, I don't, I don't think I have the right to give you the deaf card, but I did. And, sure. you know, um, unless we interpret it for people, they won't know that I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, thank you. I, I do appreciate that. And it, I, I've, like I said, I tread carefully and respectfully and as much as, you know, but also use what gifts and blessings I've received from, you know, being who I am and the purpose that God gave to me on this earth. And so, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, thank you. Well, and don't we all need to do that? I mean, there's experiences in the world um, that are different than ours. And though we can yeah. have empathy we can have awareness we can educate mm -hmm. ourselves the truth is mm -hmm. we only have the experience that we have and we need to okay. as you say tread carefully and cautiously mm -hmm. and lovingly throughout Absolutely. our life experience and do the best we can with what we have but definitely not in a place Absolutely. of arrogance right absolutely 100 percent. yeah thank you 100%. so much for sharing your heat uh, we didn't even get to all those oh. questions as um, I am apt to do, but it puts everybody in the right mindset that it's really about you and your experience. And um, I love the deaf community. I wish we could have all our deaf friends on here, but it doesn't work for a deaf mm -hmm. podcast. Uh, I mean, for a sign language right. podcast, maybe uh, we'll do a video series or something. Um, I'll have to find who, who would I know that could help interpret that really well. Oh, wait. Access Simplified, amazing <laughs> company. And I have to do a shout out that my niece has done some, my deaf niece, Bella, who is just a little sassy rock star. She is, she is going to be rich and famous. Just ask her, <laughs> you know, she's just yep. got all the typical things that a kid has, you know, at that age of, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And that's such an amazing thing. Um, yeah. I'm like, but you've got me three times in this one, Susan, um, um, you know, to think of a deaf child, um, you know, even just 20 years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That yeah. would get all of those no's. And that's one of the reasons I'm so proud of my sister and brother-in-law that they didn't know anything about the deaf community. I was their first, um, their first bridge to the deaf community. Mm -hmm. Um, and that they've been able to raise Bella to be a typical teenager, to talk back yeah. and to keep them up at night. <laughs> I'm not a surprise child at all. It. I know. I'm always like, they're like, oh, you know, she's, and I'm like, yeah, but you gave her that. And what a gift, what a gift. And um, thank Absolutely. you for part of my niece's life. And yeah. thank you for yeah. helping bring a little bit more awareness and accessibility to um, my listeners on the deaf community and to um, get out there and, and smile and talk to deaf people and don't be afraid. They're, they're used to hearing people. They know how to talk to us, figure it out. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, and I love the, you know, share your hotness kind of thing. I think that that, that puts your flame up a little bit, but even more when you're inclusive and when you're engaged and when you care and when you love and you show that through all sorts of ways um, yeah. to whomever it is, but 
my heart goes to the deaf community, of course, but um, absolutely. I love it. Thank we you all so have much. Our, our, our pet projects, um, uh, passions, right? You know, things like mm -hmm. I, I love mm -hmm. cats and I love deafness and mm -hmm. I love chocolate and, you know, I mean, not all in that order, of course, you know, um, you know, I have right. passion projects, you know, um, the sexual abuse community, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, with the deaf, there is um, the research on this. I, I have to plug it, but, um, you know, it used to be when I, when I was in, um, in Oklahoma, sorry, different place, uh, Michigan, uh, serving as a deaf program mm -hmm. missionary for whatever reason, um, people felt that they could tell me. And I started making a note and, you know, I may not be a hundred percent on this, but a hundred percent of every woman told me they had been molested in our community, outside of our community. Mostly it was outside of the, the LDS community because the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, because of the inaccessibility as I saw it mm -hmm. to sign language. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because you can't verbalize a word you haven't been taught how to say. Right. And right. people do not teach people, I have been molested. I have been touched in a yeah. way that I shouldn't. And yeah. um, every single one of these women are telling me, oh yeah, for you know this many years by my my educator, by you know the the nursery worker, the you know, the daycare provider, you know, my doctor, you know, all these different things. And it really gave me a huge passion and um, respect for the resiliency of deaf mm -hmm. people that for millennia, we have had deaf among mm -hmm. us. And yet they haven't necessarily been able to connect with each other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they didn't necessarily, you're not born into the deaf community. You know, you're born right. into a hearing world and their right. perception of you. And so I love the work that you're doing both, um, you know, just as a person and with your business, because it's helping raise awareness and giving more children out there that are born deaf accessibility to real language and thus real communication. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we could spend sure. a whole hour just on the, the nuances of how important sign language is. Um, to death. So just trust us, everybody. It's, it's, that's right. It's the that's language right. of God. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, thank uh, you so much well, for your time. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. I, I love talking about this. You know, I do. And I love talking with you about it, but it's nice to be able to kind of share that outside of just, you know, a you and I experience to really grow that. So thank you for letting me come on. Well, I hope we get a bunch of questions and then we can have you come back and maybe yeah. bring your husband and, and maybe yeah. like a video one or something so they can see yeah. how cute you guys are together. And, oh. you know, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's just, you know, right. right? Yeah. Maybe I'll a special yep. episode with access simplified. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. okay. So ask okay. your questions Perfect. everyone and we'll have um, the Leightons answer the questions. So, okay. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much, Tita. <laughs> Bye-bye. And thank you for being on this episode of Share Your Hot. The Share Your Hotness podcast is produced by Van Garrett Media. Lita Green is the host and creator of the podcast. Chris Van Garrett is the editor, producer, and music director. Shayla Dawn is our research coordinator. Join us next week for another episode of the Share Your Hotness podcast. 
Thanks for listening. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.